So you are joining us for the Chelsea Review Show here on the Teacher Parent Garden Podcast. That's right. We've rocked up on a Tuesday to give you the big review. Live, not live because it was yesterday from the Chelsea Flower Show. But before that, this podcast is sponsored by, you've guessed it, no, not that, me. That's right. Me. This podcast is sponsored by me because I am going live on stage in the theatre with the biggest garden entertainment show in the world, everybody. That's right. In the theatre, Skinny Jean Gardner, and you can come and join us on stage. You can win prizes. You can be part of the gardening games and the family fun. Plus, every child... That's right. Every child gets a free goodie bag, everyone. If you look in the link in the episode notes, you'll be able to find the link straight to the uh, Mercury Theatre website where you can book tickets right now for the 31st of July. Uh, you better be quick because it's going to be like Harry Styles, everyone. You can you know how quick his tickets go? They'll be exactly the same. And on that note, let's start the show. Here's what I love, right? This song, for starters. I love this song. Also, doesn't matter when I do this show, two of my favourite people in the world show up. They're not my only, they're not my only two favourite people, but... Two of... If you're wondering, if you listen to the podcast, you're wondering who those people are. You guessed it, Stuart Jackson, Richard Tuggett. I realised I listened to the podcast the other day, and uh, it's about a three-minute song. That if you if you have to listen to that for three minutes every single Monday when the podcast usually comes out, I either apologise or you're welcome. It's quite long, isn't it? It's quite long. Um, today is the uh, big RHS review, the RHS Chelsea review. Um, after I headed to the press day yesterday. So we're going to go through a load of the gardens, uh, a little bit about how I thought about it. And if you really want to, you can call in 0742-357-4520. If you want to comment, you can. Uh, it could be a quiet one. Although it might, it's raining. It's actually, it's actually wet in the 
It should it shouldn't be, but it's actually wet in the studio slash shed. <laughs> Mr. Stuart Jackson, he says, I'll be with you very soon. I can only expect a phone call. He always usually gets in early. Uh, Suggett says, morning all. Living life on the edge tonight. He either means that my review of Chelsea's living life on the edge, or he's literally... I don't know where he could be, actually. He, he could be on the edge. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop this song, does it? Let's just let it ride. Um, so, welcome... I can't do it with that. I can't do it with it playing. It, can't, it just doesn't work. It's almost finished, isn't it? Richard says, um, going on live on a Tuesday, Stephen Edge. I tell you for why, right? Yeah, I know, right? I, I did say this in the last live show that we did, that I'll be going live tonight, because uh, for one reason only, I'm in Scotland this Thursday. This Thursday's the last Thursday of the month, I know, but I'm in Scotland. Sure. They call me Mr. Worldwide. Not to my, not to my face. They call me other stuff, but... There you go. Yeah, I'm in Scotland this weekend or, or this Thursday for uh, Ideal Home Show, which I'm very excited about. Then next week I'm at Eden Project. Uh, so if you do, if you want to come to the theatre show, fantastic. But if you want to get a little sneak peek, then um, head to Eden for the half term because you'll be able to catch me there doing the show as well. So there you go. Um, right. Today is the main reason we are here is what are we here for? I don't know. The main reason we're here is for the big uh, RHS Chelsea uh, 2022 review. Um, and we're going to look at it from a kid's side of things, obviously, because it's a teacher, parent, garden, club podcast. But also, I just wanted to just give you an insight to it as well. What you see on TV is exactly what it should be. It's uh, I haven't watched any of the TV stuff, if I'm totally honest with you. But, uh, but if it is capturing, capturing, I should say, everything that I saw yesterday, then you are right. It is pretty amazing this year. Last RHS Chelsea was back in September, and I think we did a Chelsea review then. I would have thought we definitely did. Um, Stuart said, didn't see you on the TV yesterday. I was sure you would photobomb Monty. I don't want to get chucked out. That's worse than photobombing the Queen if you go and photobomb Monty. Um, Mr. Jackson. One pretty cool thing happened. No one really took notice of it when I was chatting away. But I thought, I'll, I'll let you know. We were in conversation. I was in conversation, actually, with fellow podcaster Mike Palmer, right? And uh, Adam Frost walked past. We nodded to each other. Fist bump. No one saw it. I saw it. I thought it was the coolest thing. I was like, what's up, brother? Fist bump. He came on walking, obviously, because he's more busy than me. Coolest part of the day. Sure, no one knew about it. No one knew about it apart from me. What can I say? But no, I didn't vote upon Bonnie. Um, I am going to put this out there. This is the best. I know it sucks. This is the best RHS Chelsea I have ever been to. Honestly, 
I know the weather was not amazing, but the vibe was there. Honestly, the, I'd, from the moment I got in, right, from, we, we walked through the gates. There was something about it that just really felt different. I don't know what. There was there was a lot of colour. like so much. Do you know what it was? i tell you exactly what it was, right? It felt like there was the usual gardens that sort of just blends into the background, right? But there was a lot of colour and sort of stuff to say, look at me. Do you know what I mean? Like, come look at me. They moved the balcony gardens this year, which I thought was a nice idea. If you've ever seen it, they've got like a big uh, BBC tent thing right at the back of the showground. They moved the balcony gardens, where I should have been. I don't want to go on about it, but I tried. Um, they moved the balcony gardens back there, which I thought was a really good idea, actually. I really liked them back there. Bit more space, bit more of a thing to, to be made of them. And I really love them. We're going to go through them in a second. Um, walking around the showground, uh, the amazing gardens. There's one particular garden, which we don't usually look at these sort of things, but it was a trade stand garden. But I've got to talk about it later on. Some fantastic ideas to take away from that. Um, the uh, Main Avenue gardens were brilliant. We're going to go into some of them. And the bigger gardens were, well, big. What can I say? There was also a garden down the slope. I don't know what they're called. I think they're called like... I'll go have a little look. I'll be able to give you a bit more detail. Were they called the... They weren't the feature gardens. They weren't the container gardens. They weren't the balcony gardens. What were they called down the bottom bit? Were they sanctuary gardens? Yeah. They didn't used to be called sanctuary gardens. Did they? Hang on a second. They have changed the name of them. They didn't used to be called sanctuary gardens, but they are. There's one that I really want to go into um, later on in the show. And some great kids' ideas along the way. Uh, do you know what? I've got the list. Is this the list of all the show gardens? I think it is. Boom. Uh, we can go through all the show gardens and the gardens that I saw. Um, but yeah, it's such a good vibe from it. A lot of colour, a lot of things that like shouted out, come look at me, that attracted me in. A few gardens which I felt sort of blended into the usual Chelsea-ness. Um, there was some pretty, for, for the first time in a long time, it felt like Chelsea Press Day, they always do like... Um, I think they like called press calls where they do something where everyone has to gather around. And I don't ever look at the press call from last year. I just sort of wander around the day, enjoy it, and then come and talk about it on here. But everywhere I looked, it always felt like there was something going on. They always felt like there was a band playing somewhere. Um, someone's someone's sister. Is that true? Someone's sister falling into the uh, a pond. We'll talk about that later on. I don't know if it's if it's just, it was a publicity stunt. I don't know, uh, but uh, <laughs> there was always something going on which I felt was amazing. So let me let me talk you around the, the showground. If you're going there, let me walk you through. As if you're coming through the main entrance, I come around back. You know, sorry about that. It's where the press have to go. Um, but say you're coming through the main entrance, you go past all the stands. There's loads of great shops and stuff to look at. Uh, obviously down that main bit as you walk through if you've been there before but then we go into now we're going to literally hit probably the biggest 
most incredible garden. Let me try and find it on here. Here we go. You would have definitely seen this if you've watched it on the telly. It was incredible. So it's called... Now, please excuse my um, mispronunciation of everything. Immediate Smart Ply Building the Future. Right? Probably one of the biggest show gardens I've seen uh, down Main Avenue, the start of Main Avenue. You cannot miss it. It is an absolute woodland with waterfalls coming off the, coming off the end of this ridiculously sized structure, right? I'm trying to, I'm looking at it now online and I'm trying to think of something to take away that you could put into your garden. I, I, I do love the trees in this, right? Like, these trees, the birch trees, are beautiful. I, I do want them in my own garden, if I'm honest with you. Not my little small garden, but my own garden. But there's massive structure that this water fountain is just pouring off. Like what you could literally, it felt like you were next to a waterfall. You would never know you were actually on a showground. You'd never know that this was a garden that in about three weeks' time would just be disappeared, just totally disappear. It was amazing. This massive structure that water was pouring off of and underneath is like a cool, like little den area. I'm sure they didn't call it a den area. Um, but just an amazing shaded space that just looked like it was like built into the rocks, but it wasn't. It was like metal. Um, I loved it so much. So heavily planted that you would never know that it was never always there. I think it's a bit of a shame, really, that they disappear. I do wonder what happens to these gardens afterwards. I know a lot of them have a story where they move on in like a year's time and get replanted up somewhere else. I really hope this goes somewhere because I was so impressed by it. And it gave me that real um, idea to like create a like a sheltered area that is not just like a per pergola in your back garden. Easy to do a pergola, isn't it? I do it. I always do pergolas. Um, I had one in my last garden. Um, and I was thinking about putting one in this year's garden, but it just gives you a thought about what else you can do and to create that little space, maybe for the kids. I'm thinking more for the adults. If you're making a family garden, then definitely take away a bit from this. Um, but I really like the idea of having like a heavily planted garden. I've, I've been about lawns for a while, right? And it's just something that I'm sort of like, I'd love to have like a really heavily and it costs a lot like don't get me wrong we're not talking it's not gonna be cheap is it but it looked absolutely amazing jj's in the house ah oh, do you know what i miss the bearded growers uh bearded growers radio uh I, sh I need to listen back to their show last night actually but um i saw him on the way in i said oh, i'll catch you later mate didn't catch them i don't know what they were doing they were hanging out with steven merchant i knew i, I wanted to i wish i got a picture with him now i wish i did um, JJ's in the house. So uh, the Air Force Garden is going to a museum. I can imagine it was. It was definitely set up for a, um, a museum structure. That Air Force Garden. We were drunk on Chelsea. Yeah, right. It's good. It was a good day. I'm glad you had a good one, lads. Um, so yeah, that garden is the first one as you walk through. I think it's an absolute beauty of a garden, and I was so so impressed by it. Uh, then if we go down the, there was um. One of the ones that stood out for me was also a garden called A Garden Sanctuary by the Hamptons. Now, again, it was a big black structure, like a wooden, like almost, I want to say summer house, but 
it wasn't somewhere else. I'm really into these black wooden, like almost like charcoal wood sort of um, design buildings for outbuildings. Out I think black really like makes it sort of disappear into like the background a little bit, even though it's like quite contrast. But once that starts, like once the plants start growing on that, sort of blends in a little bit. And that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But it makes it part of the design. Again, water in a garden is something that I took away quite a lot from this show. And just to look at it, I mean, I'm just going to, I need to, I should write notes while I'm doing this show. I'll listen back to it. But just look at it. This is exactly the sort of thing. It's called, again, a, ga a garden sanctuary by the Ham by Hamptons. And I just think it is. It's charred lurch cabin. It's such a beautiful structure. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it would cost a lot to build something like that. DIY jobby may be a little bit cheaper, but I just think it just shows you that you don't just have to have a lawn in your back garden. I think this year has really shown me that. Like I always said, oh, you know, I like planted up wildflowers and stuff. But having that water in there is um, really changes it for me. Like I really think that makes a big difference to the garden. Uh, Suggs says, I really wish I could have gone, but Boosie has broadcast some rights. Yeah, that's right. I know, right? Suggs has got stopped from coming to Chelsea. Banned. Banned from Chelsea. Um, then we came down. Where is, uh, as to be said, Hands Off Mangrove by Grow to Know, which is Danny, um, which is from Danny Clark and Tajan. I always get Tajan's name wrong. I can't call him Tajo, Hayden Smith. Uh, lovely garden. I love the structure. Again, it was like a rusted like structure like that came up. I, I just liked it as an idea to like bring people around. Really beautifully planted up. I love Danny Clark. Love the team that built that. I chatted to Danny about it. I think he might have got to see the Queen. He didn't text me back about it. So he got a silver gilt medal though. Nice one. Um, a beautiful structure. Again, rather than putting a pagola in your garden, it just gave me a really nice idea of what you could do um, in a garden. One of the show gardens, which I did look at, but probably didn't look at in enough detail. I was a little bit... I don't know, a little bit... I couldn't really work out what it was made from because I think... It, it, I thought it looked like stone. Anyway, there was a garden called the Elder Hay Urban Foraging Station. Um, and it's a landscape that weaves together young and old, green and urban, play and learning. And I really liked it as an idea. I probably didn't give it enough um, attention, but it was a different idea to like bring height and greenery into a space that's also useful. And I thought it was quite a good idea for children because they had loads of like little hideaway areas, like little woven um, fences and log piles in there. And if you look at it again, it's called the Elder Hay Urban Foraging Station. It's just that plant in between the. It looked like bricks, but it wasn't bricks. Can, if anyone knows what that was called, it says it was on. It's concrete. Maybe it was concrete, but you know, not sure. Uh, JJ says, "Do it on a budget with a handheld gas burner." Oh, you're talking about the, um, yeah, that black and yeah. I think it's a good idea. I want to lose our lawn too, but I'm overruled on that. Mm. 
Lawns good, but I just don't know. Maybe I don't know about lawns. I think to be honest with you, if you've got children, having a lawn is brilliant. But I okay. I've got a uh, as you know, as she comes on the podcast, Olive. Olive is not really a footballer. So I take a lot of my ideas as having a seven-year-old girl, uh, and that's how my garden's used. Olive don't play football. She doesn't really run around too much, and I'd like to make areas where she can sit down and play and, and just enjoy. The, I, different children can be different, right? So it can all be different. But for me, maybe the lawn is... Um, maybe... Uh, I don't know. For me, personally. I know people. other people are different. JJ's got rid of his lawn... Uh, and and Sug says, I got no kids, just a wife and a dog who both like to sunbathe on the lawn. Make them a sunbathing area, plant it up. That's what may raise bed area. I don't know, not a raised bed. That would be a weird place to sunbathe, wouldn't it? Um, so that was really beautiful. Um, that was a good garden to like take ideas away from, which I really liked as well. Um, then also, let me just quickly have a look at these gardens. We're coming down here. Which ones really screamed out to me? If I have to be honest, along that main bit, not many other ones showed out out at me. You know, Meta do a garden, and don't get me wrong, Joe Perkins, brilliant, right? I'm not saying it's not. A, I'm not saying it's a bad garden. I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. I don't like being negative on here. It got a gold. It's meta, isn't it? Don't want to mess with Facebook. It got a gold. I just didn't get a... F- I don't... I just... I don't know. I just... You know when you think meta and... Maybe there's more to it. I don't... But I just didn't get the right feeling from it. I just didn't. Um... But that was just me, all right? But, you know. Um, but then mainly down that way, you know, the RAF, Belevant uh, Fun Garden, nice garden, beautifully put together. You know, just didn't really, I wouldn't say I could take a lot from it. Um, is there any others down that way? Oh, actually, do you know what? This one was actually, oh, it only got, a, that's a shame. It only got a silver gilt. Oh, it only got a silver medal. But the Stitcher's Garden, I thought was really nice because it gave you a nice, it gave like that pergola areas and water and planting. It had a nice little mix that you could probably actually take quite a few ideas away from. So I quite like that one. I quite liked it a lot. Um, after this, Joseph's swimming pool garden was good. <laughs> um, after this, right, that was definitely a fix, by the way, JJ. Um, after this song, um, I'll tell you about a garden which I feel like could have stole the show. Maybe I'm biased, but let's see what you think after this. Even when you feel low, you can still go. Thank you so much for that. Uh, that was um, go. 
uh, okay, right. So, right, this is the garden that you would not believe uh, could take over the show. And I know that other people will have other ideas, and there were some amazing gardens out there. Don't get me wrong. There's some favourites that I'll talk about later on. But, right, but... Did anyone see... I don't usually talk about trade stands, right? And you would have seen... I don't know how often trade stands actually get to go on telly, but they were on telly. Lynn Lambourne and the Gardena trade stand was... I followed the journey, right? I followed the journey. I know Lynn. I love Lynn. And I'm so happy. A bit jealous. But so happy that uh, she created this with uh, Mr. Wayne Perry, the TV carpenter. Uh, not jealous, but it was a garden. It should have been a garden on its own. It was a garden that was made up of scrap materials and recycled materials from Chelsea. Throughout the week, or the two weeks that Lynn, Lynn and Wayne were there, Lynn was going around collecting old bits of wood, collecting plastic bottles, cups, everything that that Chelsea was just throwing out onto the tip and creating an actual garden from it. An actual garden! It's absolutely unbelievable. They had beautiful um, wooden pallet wall, which I love, pallet decking, which was mm, so good. I want to make a pallet decking. And if you know me, you know I pallets are my favourite thing. Um, beautiful pallet wall, beautiful decking, some great planters as well, and places to put trees, and I just thought, and the planting was really wild, and the plants um, were grown by, by a charity, I think they were grown for a charity, correct me if I'm wrong, Lim, um, all the plants are going back to be then sold on for charity as well, she brought a cabbage with her, it's like a calling card, I suppose, I don't know, like a calling card for Lim, she has to have a an old cabbage on her gardens and uh <laughs> and some really great things there was like an old electric box that's been turned into a bug hotel the water really cool watering systems obviously a really nice bench that was i really love this garden as you can hear me go into detail about it uh this blocked you know like the concrete blocks made into a bench I can't think of what else I had. It's so many different things and a really like good growing areas made out of trolleys and stuff. No wonder it's got a bit of attention because it's showing that one, for me, uh, it's showing that there's a lot of waste that happens at these shows. And I know it. I've got in trouble before by outing it. Um, and it shows that things can be done with the waste, which is fantastic. It shows that we don't have to just throw stuff into a landfill. It shows that, you know, these are materials, like these are, can be materials that we can reuse. Took a lot of ideas from it. I already had the pallet stuff. Like, I'm one of them people that go past a pallet and think, I mean, there's one opposite my house and it is going to be mine. In no time, it's going to be mine. Uh, but yeah, I love that. I love the idea of it. I wish it was an actual proper garden. That you know, it was a proper garden. Don't get me wrong, but I wish it was a garden because I just think it was really clever. I think it had such a great message. It deserves every bit of attention that it, it uh, has got from the show. Uh, another bit of I'm going to sort of dot all over the place. So you're sort of coming around the marquee on this show. We don't really talk about the marquee. 
there's some great stuff in that marquee, right? The floor marquee, well worth visiting. Uh, but having a look, uh, if you come around a little bit, go around right around the back, as I talked about, you've got them balcony gardens. I really want to do a balcony garden. You've got them balcony gardens, uh, which I thought were really great. One that stood out the most to me was, it was really bright and colourful. It was called the Potten Balcony Garden. Uh, oh, it was by Viking. I didn't realise it was by Viking. But it really stood out, bright yellow colours. Just a really nice potting area, a little bar area, some really nice growing areas. It's just a really beautiful way of doing it. You know that I don't agree with the size of the balconies. If you had a balcony this size in London, you're probably looking at about 1.5 million for the place. But <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. But uh, I just thought it was a really nice idea. Uh, and it has made me feel a little bit different about what I was doing. Maybe I could change that up if I wanted to try and do my design again. I'd love to do it. I really don't understand why. Well, I do understand why he wouldn't let me do it, but I would love to do that um, in the future. I think it's just such a great idea. I really do like it. And uh, that was probably the best one I saw. Do you know what? Taking a little bit away from uh, the Cloud Gardener. Where was his one? And I mean, I'll find it for you. I know you can't see it on the show, but you can't hear it either. So um, I'll have to describe it to you. But yeah, that was a really good potting one. I really like that one. Um, was it this one? I think it might have been this one. It was this, was it the Cirrus Garden? Possibly. I think it was. Again, really bright colours, which really brightened it up. I don't necessarily like the pots on top of the, they put like, pots along the top of the railings i don't necessarily know if that's very good health and safety but you know that's just me being really jealous because they told me i couldn't do it because kids might jump off the balcony that wasn't their words but you know um that's a shame that i got, was that a bronze but anyway amazing thing if you go down to the woods today and go in down 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 into it is actually the woodland area one of the things that we really enjoyed and this made me feel like there was a big change in um in Chelsea now for a while you know I talked about the things that that people do um on press day are they not going to have them there where are they on this website I bet they don't have them on here where are them studio bits they're not on here. Oh, that's a shame. The studios. I honestly believe that this is a little bit where like the young side of Chelsea is coming through. And it's really changed that area over the last few years since they brought that in. It feels like that's a bit of like the art area of the whole show. And I really like it a lot. In fact, I won't say it actually, but yeah, the studio area is really cool. They had, uh, I wish I had them because I haven't got the names of them. I'm going to find them. I'm not, I'm not doing nothing until I find them. Studios at Chelsea Flower Show. Because, right, one of them, I need to, here we go, the Houseplant Studios. This is great. I love this so much. Um, okay, so, 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 so. Here he is. Here he is. Is this, this is it? Is this, no, this was last year's ones. Oh, I don't want these. I don't want last year's. 
2022. Oh, this is. Come on. Names for you so I don't get it wrong. This could be it. So Planet Studio by James Whitten was an absolute... It was the first one we come up to. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. They had like violinists there. They had drag queens there. They had dances there. It was absolutely crazy. And it made me feel like this was the, the changing point of Chelsea. It really made me think it was it was proper party along there. People were loving it. People were absolutely loving it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Really cool. God like cool space as well. A big space, don't get me wrong, but I thought it was so, so cool. There was another garden that really stood out, which had um like some DJs and like playing. I think is his name Johnny Ball? Yeah. He was like dancing to it. Zoe Ball. Was there as well, filming him. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it was called. Maybe it was that one. No, it wasn't. Oh, here we go. Room to dance. The, the planted house is a mercer space to excite and inspire plant lovers. Because dramatic aerial garden will be the focus of their rat and woven throughout the space. I think it was that one. Anyway, let me tell you, right, those studio spaces are a, game, a total game changer for RHS Chelsea. Honestly, a total game changer. I loved it so, so much. And it made such a big difference to the show. I just gave that bit of energy to it. And, I, and again, you can take away so much from those spaces, especially for like a family garden or a, I tell you some, I tell you for why, right? They, they're especially important. It's because we now live in a world where we are working a lot of us from home and the space you work in is so so important right and it can cost a lot to put an extension outside your house or to change a room about a big change up in a house but being able to put a building um don't get me wrong i know there's some some cost to it but being able to put a building in the back garden and let me tell you now from past experience and mistake right from the old shed that I put in my last place, it wasn't right. It wasn't the right workplace. And when I go back there and look at it, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel, um, it doesn't feel very inspiring. And that's one of the things that those studios do. They inspire and give you ideas that mean that you don't just have to have a shed with some bicycles next to you and some boxes that couldn't fit in the loft. You can really do something. And the way that Chelsea have done it this year, where they've allowed what I feel, maybe they haven't allowed, maybe it's always been allowed. Maybe designers are now just sort of making more of a thing of, of it. But they've seemed like they've allowed more entertainment around those spaces to just, I don't know, bring a bit of energy to the show. And I really like that. I really do like that. Um, we've got about 20 minutes left of the show. I'm going to do like an hour show tonight, peeps. So if you do want to call in, please do. If you want to tell me what you saw or even just comment in the comments. Um, after this song, I'll give you a few more gardens that really stood out to me. 
and uh, and give you a little bit of a roundup of the show. Well, they gonna rise the sun. Step two, get some good, some food in you. Step three, step four. There we go. I didn't realise that song was about to finish there. That, uh, everyone, I tell you what, if, if these songs, this person I used to do the songs for used to be quite happy. He seems to be a bit sad at the moment. I'm not sad, everyone. I had an absolute beautiful day. Um, okay, right. So um, let me quickly, I cannot, obviously, it's the uh, the Teacher Parent Garden Club podcast. I cannot leave you without talking about the Blue Peter Garden, and I thought this garden was... It's massive. <laughs> it's massive, everyone. It's such a big garden. Got silver gilt uh, medal, which I think is a shame, really, because I feel like it should have probably got more. Uh, designed by Judith Sargent and inspired by Blue Peter, obviously, and all about soil, which I think we sort of don't really... I personally, anyway... You don't really think about. Obviously, we, we talk a lot about peat-free compost on this uh, this um, show, and make sure we use that to plant up our plants. But we don't really think about soil and the importance of soil. In fact, in my new show, uh, which you can visit uh, in the episode notes and come and watch me live at the theatre in July, we talk about soil. We talk about worms and the importance of worms in our soil i think it's good to teach children that and this garden was really if i might if if i have to be uh critical i wish there was more of a message i know it's about soil but unless you really look into it uh it's not immediately uh clear about it but as a garden i think it's absolutely beautiful i loved the uh the wild planting on top of these massive triangular, like, shaded areas. This garden, if you want to see it, you don't have to go to Chelsea to see it because very soon it's going to be heading to Bridgewater, which is exciting, which means I might, I might get to film on it one day. I don't know. But it's a really cool garden. Don't get me wrong. Uh, don't treat soil like dirt, hey? Don't treat soil like dirt. And a beautiful little seating area, which I absolutely love, which I can see as being a perfect place to do a, a bit of filming in there. A little lowered seating as well. I really like this as an idea. Now, if you know me on the podcast, I don't really show on social, but boy's got a hot tub. Do you know what I mean? And I really... <laughs> sure. I really like... Oh, yeah. It was good given to me, but anyway. I really like the idea of this seating area, but having it, the hot tub like sunken and then planting around it. So I really feel like I took a lot of ideas from that. So if you too have a cheap blow-up hot tub, it's a good idea. Um, but also having that green roof makes a big difference. Obviously, your green roof ain't going to look like that instantly. This is Chelsea people. But I just think it's a beautiful, um, a beautiful garden. Fantastic uh, that it's going to be used uh, for Blue Peter. And I really loved it. Um, it's just a really nice guy. You can take a lot away from it. Do you know what I mean? One of the things is texture as well on the back wall. It's some really good ideas where you can not instead of just putting like a fence up or just a, a plain brick wall, using the wall, using color. It's really important. If you've seen, probably copied from my garden, if you've seen my garden, the little small garden on Instagram, bright orange, bright orange in my garden. Coincidence? Probably. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but I really liked it. Great theme, obviously, if you really look into it. I just think at Chelsea, if you're gonna if we're gonna do that, then it needs to maybe be a bit clearer. It's difficult, isn't it? Because all gardens have themes, I suppose. How do you really get those across? It's probably really hard to do that. And I'm being really critical about it. But uh, I love it. And also, you know, it's about soils. And when it goes to Bridgewater, you're going to have visitors that can spend a bit more time amongst that garden and find out more, which is important, like I say, for uh, children to learn about the importance of soil and not just go, horrible, yucky. Uh, two more gardens that I want to highlight before the end of today's show is the Plantsman's Ice Garden, mainly for its just absolutely craziness, right? Uh, it's a garden. Forget about the plants and trees around it. It's a massive ice cube. It's massive, all right? Inside it, does it say... Well, let me quickly read this. Since 1994, 28 trillion tons of ice have disappeared from the surface of the planet. And all summer ice is scheduled to disappear within the next 20 years. What? Is that true? Well, this permafrost holds around 1.5 million trillion tons of carbon. Forest plants and ice is currently insulate insulate the ground below but more frequent fires rising temperatures and higher rainfalls are stripping this layer of protection as the ice melts the enormous carbon bank of decomposed organic matter is released and the mountain subtrate often undermines tree roots giving rise to the appearance of a drunken forest uh, this garden the the monolithic ice cube is a reminder of the climate perils facing our planet while offering hope that the botanical bounty found within might ensure humankind's onward survival. I don't actually know. There's something inside this massive ice cube. I don't know what it is. I, I heard him talking about it, the designer. I didn't want to ask after he said it once. I misheard it. John Warland. There's something inside it. Now, one of the things I did here was he was worried <laughs> that it wasn't going to melt which I told my dad that earlier, and he goes, there you go. No climate problems, is there? He didn't exactly say that, but... Uh, yeah. It's a, it's just ridiculous size of ice. And it's a bit of an art piece, really, if you think about it. Because the idea is that we, the press, get to see the big ice cube. Saturday visitors, visitors get to see what's left, which gives... You know, quite a um, quite an interesting story there, isn't there? I'll quickly just shoot over to the St. Mungo's Putton Down Root Garden. Really colourful. I don't know if you could take many ideas from it, but it really stood out. It really did stand out. Uh, the RNI Garden was a lovely garden. I liked it. Again, a lot of wild flat. Like, if you really look, if we fly back to, like, old Chelsea Gardens, the wildness is, there's a lot more now. Like, the wild planting seems to be the thing. Where it used to be a lot neater and clean cut beforehand. And one garden that, I don't know, like, really I felt 
it held a special place in our gardening day was the perennial garden with love. It was a garden that was explained to us by um, I forgot David's surname. I really, I really apologise, David. It's totally left my head. It was designed by Richard Myers, right? We've had David on, but I've talked about David before. He showed us around. And it's really formal garden, right? It's paved up. It's like this moss, not grass, but it's obviously a moss going through the middle. Which I quite like the idea of it. I don't think you could use it for children to play on. I think it would be ripped up, be ripped to pieces. But the wild planting was quite structured. In the like, it was quite structured in its places. You need to go and have a look at it if you really want to. It, it's a beautiful garden. At the back, it had a sign that said, "If I had a flower for every time I thought of you, would neon it up at the back." And it's silly, really, because without that, I'm not sure it would have been the garden it was. They had a really great band, like. Violinist playing at the back. And we sat down for a little bit on the bench looking over and it, it really transformed it. It took you away, actually. It took you away from the whole show for a moment when we were there. Um, it had like little water there. I really feel like I want to get some more water in my garden from this. This was probably one of the most inspiring gardens from the show. It Got a silver medal, which I think is unfortunate. Because if you see it on telly, you'll know exactly what I mean. It's just a beautiful, beautiful garden. And that is why. I didn't know I was going to do this, everyone. But that is why. I'm going to put it as the number one. No, no, no. What about Lynn's garden? I can't do that. Lynn's first. Oh, it's really difficult because both gardens are nice. Okay, here we go. Okay, I know the fairway. Lynn Lambourne's garden is the number one trade show garden you must go and see at Chelsea Flower Show 2022. The perennial garden with love is the number one show garden that you must go and see. And I would say that the perennial garden with love is probably the one garden that I can take the most from and change it and transform it a little bit to put in my own space. Not the small little garden that I show on Instagram, but my actual garden um, away from that. I think that that garden has to be what I can picture the most as being what I can create. So congratulations to the perennial garden with love. Um, it was brilliant. It really was good. Uh, so there, there we have it, everybody. There you go. That was my roundup of some of my favourite gardens from the show. And there's so much more to see. And I really felt like we got there. We got there about half eleven. We got there a little bit late from Rosuvia because we had to get out by three. We left at four. We left at four. A little bit of me thought. What would happen if I just stayed here and waited for the Queen? I didn't risk it. 
Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to. Um, thanks so much to RHS for inviting us once again to uh, Chelsea. It really is a privilege to be able to go to that show, and I really do love it. I think it's it's something that I actually used to be on the when we used to call it the Skinny Gingana podcast. Used to slag off quite a bit, if I'm totally honest with you. I used to say Chelsea's rubbish. How can anyone? How can anyone look at that and think, oh yeah, we can do that in our own place? But once you start to understand that you're not creating these gardens your own home, you're just taking little ideas from each one. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of money that goes onto these gardens. Yes, it's um, crazy that these gardens are built and then taken down a few weeks later. But as a place for inspiration, I think Chelsea has got something. And I think that this year is probably the best Chelsea flower show that I have ever been to. It's great to see people, great to spend time with people. But to look at the gardens, to take ideas, to have that vibe, that energy from a, from a show that, if I'm honest with you, I felt a little bit, I used to feel a little bit stifled by it. Like I used to feel a little bit like, I don't know, like when I first rocked up to RHS Chelsea, I don't know what year it was. I have to look back. I felt out of place. This year, I felt at one. I felt like, I felt like it was a show for me. And so i got to big up the RHS. You know, I don't like doing that, people. You know, I don't like doing that. I've got to big up. Um, it's very easy to, to um, you know, lay into the RHS, isn't it? But credit where credit's due. It was an amazing show. So if you're going this year, then you're in for an absolute treat. If you're watching it on telly, then you're going to get some amazing, and Monty Don, unfortunately, but you're going to get some amazing ideas from it. And again, don't look at these gardens as something unattainable because that's not what they're there for us for. For us, they're for us to take little ideas that we can create ourselves. Am I going to make a massive building out of burnt, I think charred wood. I don't know. No, I'm not. But am I going to maybe take that away and create something similar, but in my own way? Like having a black building with water around it or having a neon sign at the back of the garden that sort of brings the eye around? Yeah. Sure, I mean, I don't know how much neons cost. I'd probably... Once I realised, probably no. But at the moment, yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, it's that's what it's there for. So if you're watching on the telly, please do give it a watch and take ideas that way. And you know, I get it. You you sit there and say, "Well, I can't afford to go there." I, I know. I'm very personally. I'm very lucky. I get to go to Chelsea Flower Show uh, on press day. I feel privileged to be able to. But but RHS do do other shows where you can take ideas. Like Hampton Court is another very accessible show as well. But if you are lucky enough to go to Chelsea, then this year, in 2022, you are in for an absolute treat, everyone. An absolute treat. 
Um, but there we go. That is the end of my Chelsea review. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to watch live or listen live, then I'll be back on the last Thursday of the month. But we've got loads of other podcasts coming up throughout the month, including an Olive podcast, a little bit of me from Ideal Home Show, another chat that I'm going to be doing there, and loads of bonus podcasts. If you're not listening to that podcast, then you've got to go over there because there's loads of exclusive stuff you may have missed. It's the Teacher Parent Garden Club podcast. And uh, yeah, hey, I want to just thank everyone um, for watching, for listening, for being part of the show and reviewing the show too. If you love it, go give it a review. I really appreciate it. And if you do, if you can come to my live theatre show, I really would appreciate it. Go grab a ticket right now. It's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, It's going to be the only one this year because we're going to take it on tour in 2023 if you're around the country. But this one is going to be an absolute treat. Thank you to whoever just hearted that. I appreciate you. Appreciate you a lot. Um, Thanks so much. Much love. I'll speak to you very soon.